0: Welcome to the Good Shepherd program. My name is Pastor Ibrahim Siche. I thank the Lord for this beautiful day that the Father has given unto us. We do not take it for granted. Every day is unique. This day is equally unique. You have been given this day, not because you deserve it, not because you earned it, but because of the grace of God. And therefore, we look forward to this day with hope to share the great message of the good news, to call upon you to know who you are in Christ and what Christ has done for you that you may be able to live a fulfilling life. Father, receive glory, honor, and adoration. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your tender care this day, Father, we commit it unto you, you who has given us this day as a blessing, we commit it into your hands, Father, that it may become your day, that it may become the Lord's day, that, Father, you may walk with us, you may teach us your word, and you may teach us to observe your word, that you may teach us to access heaven and to open the gates of heaven that as it is in heaven, it shall be here on earth. In Jesus' name, we pray and believe. Amen. I want to speak to you this day concerning your identity in Christ Jesus. Your identity in Christ Jesus. It is important that you establish your identity. It is the key to spiritual breakthroughs it is the key to physical breakthroughs you've been settled in your identity that you are not shaken in who you are in christ jesus i love the book of romans that insists on you or teaches you to know to know to 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 settle in the knowing that christ has already bought you he died on the cross for your sake and the the death that he died he died towards uh seeing nailing sin on the cross and the life that he now lives he was he resurrected back to life Uh, by the power of God and the life that he lives he lives towards God and you died with Christ and were buried together with him and when he resurrected when when Jesus was resurrected by the power of God you were resurrected with him you were made alive with him and therefore your identity is key not just for spiritual breakthrough but also central to all physical breakthroughs now Jesus says clearly that if we continue in his word we will know the truth and the truth shall set you free that's in the book of John chapter 8 verse 32 and the Spirit has been given to leaders in all truths to guide us in all truths that our identity may be settled and established in christ jesus now the opposite is is devastating deception is a false belief and will cause you to live in bondage unnecessary bondage deception includes the sense of failure and the feeling of unworthiness And when you encounter this or when you dwell in this, you are simply denying the work of the blood of Jesus Christ, the work that Christ did on the cross for your sake and declared that it is finished. And therefore this day I want you to re-emphasize and to re-establish your identity should you be dealing with doubt should you be having questions concerning who you are I want you to be able to settle down in who you are in Christ Jesus the enemy attacks nothing else much more than your identity so this day and henceforth I I want I'm praying for you I'm praying for you I am standing Uh, only on your on your behalf in your ability to establish your identity that you may walk in the love of God now a couple of things that I want to share here number one God loved you before you were even his child he knew you his love towards you was so great That he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for your sake. Romans 5.8 But God commended his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so you are loved by God because of who you are. You are loved by God remember when god created you he created you in his image he created you after his own likeness you carry the dna of god and as a father loves his child so does god love you he longed for a relationship with you even before you became his child God loves you with the same love that he had towards Jesus Christ himself. Yes, it was not a love that was reserved for Jesus. Jesus was not loved with a special type of love. No, the kind of love that God had towards Jesus Christ, he had it towards you and still have it towards you. His love has never changed. He loves you the same way he loved Jesus Christ. John seventeen twenty three says, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in me and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. That verse there assures you That the love of God, the love that God had towards Jesus Christ is the same love that he has towards you. That's usually the greatest question many people have. Does God really love me despite what I have done? Does God really love me despite the great depth of sin that I may be in? Despite the things that you have done? are grievous yes God loves you his love for you has never changed and as I said earlier deception that has been orchestrated by the enemy has managed to keep you under oppression the thinking that whether God loves you is because you are not sure the enemy has made you doubt The enemy has caused you to question the love of God. And in that, he keeps you in bondage. But Jesus desires that you be set free. It is for freedom's sake that Christ died for you. He says, greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friend. Greatest love is where a man lays down his life for them, Jesus demonstrated that on the cross when He laid down His life for your sake. The reason why I'm emphasizing on this is because if you don't realize the love of God, then you cannot be filled with the fullness of God. And how many believers out there still struggle with the question of love? They are, they are yet to experience the fullness of God in them because they still question whether God loves them. They are still reminded of the ways of the old man. Be rest assured that the old man died. The old man never lives. You are a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17. You are a new creation. Everything was created new you were not a refurbished old self you were not given the mindset of the old man the mindset of the old man was never done no that died everything about you is new and those who are born of god do not sin and cannot sin Those who are born, those who are of the seed of God, do not sin and cannot sin. And therefore, what you see in your life that you call sin, these are habits of the old man. These are habits that you just need to learn to put off. Just as much as you can say, for those who smoke, just as much as you can decide to... Quit smoking. So you can do the same with the habits of the dead man. We no longer have to carry on with the deeds of the old. For we are not there. The old man died. Paul says, I am crucified. It is no longer I who live. The life that I live in the flesh. I live it in Jesus Christ. And therefore we settle in that. He laid down his life for your sake. Settling in the love of God allows you to experience the fullness of God. It is the desire of God that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith. Being rooted and grounded in the love of God that we may be able to comprehend with all the things what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth a knowledge that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. That is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. Now, a couple of things to help us settle in that truth because your identity matters and your identity is in Christ Jesus. Number one, you must acknowledge that you were purchased at a price. You were bought at a price. Jesus died on the cross to pay for your sins. He paid for your sins because when we sinned, we owed the master's of this world, we owed the prince of air. That is the devil. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. And therefore because we could not afford to pay it, Jesus himself came and paid for your sins. So you were purchased at a price. You belonged to another. Now you belong to Jesus Christ. Just as much as when you go to a store to purchase something, before you purchase it, it belongs to the store. Once you purchase that uh, item, it now belongs to you. And therefore, we belong to God. And because we belong to God, we glorify God in both our bodies and our spirit. Because now they belong to God. Our bodies do not belong to us they belong to God i love what revelation 5 9 says and they sang a new song saying thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seal thereof for thou wast slain and hast redeemed hast redeemed meaning purchased as to god by the blood out of every kindred and tongue." People and nation Thou hast redeemed you, thou hast purchased you. In Romans 5 8, we read this earlier as we started, but God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And as I say, the wages of sin is death, Jesus paid that price for you. Now, as I will emphasize once more, Jesus purchased us with his own blood. Why? Because of his deep love for us. His deep desires to have a, long, a loving relationship with you and I. And so because we were purchased, we are therefore justified and declared innocent. Because of what Jesus did on the cross for your sake and my sake, we are now justified and declared innocent. We no longer depend on the works. We no longer have to, 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 to work to please God. God is already placed with you. You are already justified. You are already declared innocent. You are already declared righteous. This verse, Galatians chapter 2, verse 16, says this, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Christ Jesus. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by faith, the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, Shall not flesh be justified. We no longer have to depend on the works of the law. The law is now null and void. Jesus came to fulfill the law. He did that which man could not do. And that is to keep every part of the law. So that we can now look unto Jesus and not unto the law. We have been justified. And because we have been justified, we are entitled to a clean conscience. Because we have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are no longer connected to the old self. We are a new creation. And as I spoke earlier about the mind, the mind that now we have is not the mind of the old man it is now the mind of christ for we are in christ and therefore we are entitled to a clean conscience. and the word of god that speaks about that is the book of hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 how much more shall the blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to god Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. One way the enemy attacks your identity is by reminding you of the old. Reminding you of the filthy old which clearly died with Jesus Christ. He finds something to tag on you. And what a better way to tag on you but to attack your mindset. And therefore, to establish our identity, we must also settle in the fact that we no longer carry on with the mind of the old man. We have the mind of Jesus Christ. We now have the mind of Jesus Christ. Remember your sins. done away with we ought not talk about the sin therefore there is no point of you beating yourself up over the past failures the sense of failure the sense of unworthiness do not need to beat you up they are not part of you you no longer have to beat yourself up with your past failures they have been nailed on the cross a clean conscience before the Lord agrees with what Christ has done in removing their sins and declaring them as and de- declaring them as justified or innocent before the Lord. Your sins are not part of you. Jesus died on the cross for the sake of your sins, past, present, and future sins. And Allah said because you are a seed of God That which is born of God The seed of God does not sin and cannot sin And therefore the things that you call sin in your life right now These are bad habits that now you have power to put them They are called sinful habits There is a difference between sin and sins Sin is the sin nature the corrupted nature that was done away with. Sinful habits are habits of the old man. And many believers engage in sinful habits, but God has given us all things uh, 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 to, to, to practice godliness that, and, and truth that we may be able to deal with the sinful habits. He has given us all things, now we have authority and power to deal with our sinful habits you have power to pull them away because you have the mind of christ you have power to exercise godliness because you have the mind of christ i don't know how much more i can emphasize on that they were dealt away they were not covered they were dealt away they were removed from your account it's like looking back and you see not trace not trace of sin the blood of Christ removes your way removes all your sins away and therefore for those who have a problem forgiving you have been given that power to forgive And therefore, you must rise up. You must rise up to who you are and exercise godliness through practicing forgiveness. And it is not the forgiveness that has a residue of reminder. It is the forgiveness that goes along with the forgetting of the sins of those who have transgressed against you. I mean, if God can forget our sins, who are we not to forget the sins of those who transgress against us? If God can choose to do away not to remember our sins no more, not to remember our transgressions no more, then who are we to carry around transgressions? Around whenever we see people who have wronged us, we remember what they did in our past. And therefore, let us practice godliness. He has given us all things to practice godliness, that forgiveness is no longer a struggle because your identity is established in Jesus Christ. So we settle on that fact. The second thing that we settle on because our identity is established is that our peace is with God. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have been justified. We have been made right with God. Therefore, we have peace with God. Your relationship with God has been restored. And therefore, you can enter boldly into his presence with a clean conscience because of your faith in Christ Jesus and the work that he did on the cross for you, for your sake, and so you have peace. You have peace. You no longer have to appear before God with the thoughts of of the old man's sins and habits. No, your consciousness has been cleaned. That when you enter into His presence, nothing is dragging you behind. And when you are in His presence, when you are seated and settled in your identity in him and you have peace in him then no matter what happens on the outside you will not be bothered you will be at rest for you have entered the rest of god you are able to settle you are able to be still in the rest of god because of of the righteousness of jesus christ you are settled in the in the rest of god because you are a new creation you are born of god you are able to settle in the rest of god because you are sealed with the holy spirit you are sealed with the holy spirit you are now in the position of authority and as i've mentioned earlier that now from that position you are able to deal with things uh here on earth you are able to deal with your members in the book of romans chapter six paul calls on us to now put the members, our members that are here on earth, to practice righteousness because you are now on the throne. You are seated with Christ on the throne. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6, He has raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And therefore you have a new address. You have a new address. Your identity is established in Jesus Christ, and therefore, from that position, you can direct and command your members to practice righteousness. You have the power to say no to ungodliness. Now, the reason why the enemy messes around with your identity is that he does not want you to know you are a true, your true residence. He wants to keep you in the dark that you do not know where you are seated. And as long as you are in the dark, then he has uh, the ability, he has the authority to mess around with you as much as he wants. But those who are rushed in Christ Jesus those who have settled in their identity in Christ Jesus they cannot be shaken whatsoever they cannot be shaken with whatsoever glory be to God and a quick reminder the enemy targets your identity The enemy targets the knowledge of your identity. That he may be able to shake you off. He has no other purpose. He has no other intentions other than to kill, steal, and to destroy. But those who are established in their identity and they are firm in the enemy cannot mess around with them. He may attempt, but he knows very well that he is not going to have a breakthrough messing around with your identity because you are settled in who you are. I want you to consider Jesus Christ himself, the temptations that the enemy brought to him, These temptations were designed to shake Christ off his identity. Asking him, if you are God, why don't you? Why don't you turn these stones to bread? I mean, you're hungry. The Bible says that Jesus was hungry. And the enemy takes the opportunity to test the identity of Jesus Christ. And sure enough, the natural thing is if you're hungry, you go get something to eat. If you are in the shoes of Jesus, if you are hungry and there is the opportunity to turn stones into bread, you would take the opportunity. Now, there is nothing wrong with turning stones to bread. The wrong thing is that this command comes from a different source. It does not come from God. Settling in your identity gives you the courage to remain in the Word of God. Establishing your identity in Christ gives you the courage to observe the Word of God and to remain steadfast in your observation of that Word. That Word God has said, you keep it. You do it, you observe it, no matter what you feel, no matter what you do, no matter whether you are willing to do it or not, no matter what you understand of it, you care to observe it. It is the Lord who has spoken because you are in Him. Your identity is settled in Him. And so the Bible records three of those instances. I believe there are many more, for he was tempted daily. The other one that he was tempted in was to, uh, uh, to, to fall, to tempt God, that because he is a son of God, that he should throw himself off the cliff and the angels will be there to save him. God did not say that. And the other one was to bow down before him and he shall receive all the kingdoms of the world. You see, those who are in Christ Jesus, they walk by the Spirit of God. They do not walk by the sight. The wisdom of this world is the wisdom that depends on the senses. We call it sensual wisdom. We call it demonic because it's all about the self. The power of the self. The power of the arm. but those who are in Christ, your identity helps you establish your walk in the spirit that you are no longer moved by sight. You are no longer moved by the understanding of this world or the intellect or the power of the intellect. You are no longer moved By the power of the will. Your identity helps you walk in the spirit. To be led by the spirit. To mature in the spirit. That you may be an effective ambassador of Jesus Christ. Wherever you go. And therefore you do not react. To situations and circumstances. Yes the storms and the waves will be there. It does not mean that they will not be there. Yes, you will go through fire. It does not mean that the fire will not be there. But whenever these things come around, you are established, your identity in Christ is established, your faith is being strengthened as your identity is reaffirmed in Jesus Christ. You see, the enemy does not ask for you to test anything else other than whether you are established. In Jesus Christ when the enemy asked for Peter he wasn't asking for Peter so that he can destroy Jesus he was asking for Peter so that he can get Peter to crumble down he knew who Peter was because the enemy knows you very well he knew Peter was the kind of man who would jump into anything he was or rather he he managed to be the spokesman of of the group of disciples Because he was always at the forefront giving his mind and his thoughts. He was always at the forefront willing to do stuff. But the problem is he was using the senses and the enemy thought he would be the best and the perfect person to attack. But Jesus says do not worry. For I have prayed that you may stand firm in your faith. Jesus did not pray that Paul, that Peter will stand firm in his will. Or stand firm in his intellect. Or stand firm in his emotions. No. But Jesus prayed that Peter may remain firm in his faith. He said, I have prayed for your faith. I have prayed for your faith. When Job was being attacked by the enemy the enemy argued that God had a hedge of fire around Job and Job worshipped him because of the blessings he had but God had a different testimony about Job and when Job was tested it was found that he did not love God he did not worship God because of the blessings but rather he worshipped God He was firm in his identity with God and he worshipped God not because of his blessings but because of his relationship with him and many other great men and women of God whose identities were established in Jesus Christ. And so I'm saying this, I share this with you to encourage you especially when you're going through trials. When you're going through fire, when you're going through storms, and that familiar question why am I going through this? Why me? The questions that eventually evolve is God there? Are you really there? God is there, He remains to be God. Your identity in Christ is firm. You just need to know that. And so James says, Rejoice, count it all joy when you go through trials and tribulations. Let the work of patience be made perfect and complete. Because when trials, when tests come around, They come to establish your identity. Jesus was tempted in all manners. And the center of all those temptations is his identity. When he made the claims that I am the son of God, according to the Jews, when you declare or when you claim you are the son of God, you are equating yourself to God. So in essence, you're saying you are God. And whenever you make that bold claim, there will be tests that will come. There will be trials that will come. There will be persecutions that will come. And these persecutions will test whether you are firm in that claim. Now when you say you are a son of God, whether you are firm in that claim, whether your identity is truly established that you are not shaken no matter what yes they may threaten to kill you but you are shaken you are not shaken sorry about that you are not shaken you are truth your truth is established yes you are a son of god your identity is established and because you are a son of God, you are experiencing the fullness of God in you. Once you are established in your identity, you gain a lot of authority to deal with issues in life because part of settling in your identity with Christ is knowing that you are seated with them in the heavenly places. Now keep this in mind. Christ was resurrected, and He was exalted, and He was seated in the heavenly places, far above powers and principalities. Heaven is His throne throne room, and the earth is His footstool, and therefore all things are being placed under christ now if you are seated in the with christ in the heavenly places how much authority do you have you have so much authority because you are in with christ in the heavenly places that which is here on earth as we have mentioned earlier are your members that now you put them to righteousness, you use them towards righteousness, glory be to God, you get power to deal with things here on earth, because you are seated in the heavenly places with Jesus Christ, you are able to foresee things that are yet to come, you are able to foretell, you are able to prophesy and prepare the church for the seasons ahead. Now you see why it is important for every believer to settle in their identity in Christ Jesus. It is important, and I cannot emphasize it any further. It is important for every believer to be established in their identity in Christ Jesus. Because it is the power the place or the position of authority. It is the position of rulership. Now, next time I will speak about now how to exercise your identity because Jesus is the Lion of Judah. But the Lion of Judah is the Lamb that was slain before God. And in the next session, we will discuss how now to remain humble before God. Jesus demonstrates it to us in his humility towards God. He will always remain a lamb that was slain before God and a lion of Judah. And so how to operate in 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 the kinship and in the priesthood of Jesus Christ because we are established in his identity is these areas that now we will uh, dwell in but first things first to be established in who we are you know the the Bible says Jesus knowing who he was Knowing who he was, knowing where he came from, knowing where he headed, he gathered up his loins, took a towel and a basin, and washed the feet of Jesus Christ. You see, you can only do the works of ministry. You can only carry on your assignment once you have established your identity. So there is the knowing that ought to take place in all the believers, especially those who are still struggling with their identity. There is a knowing that has to be established. We shall look at some point in the book of Romans chapter 6, and we shall look at other scriptures as well, that we may now establish the knowing. The knowing that cannot be shaken, the knowing that cannot be challenged, the knowing that goes beyond reasonable doubt. Settling in that knowing, the knowledge of what Jesus has done and who we are in him, that knowledge gives you a lot of authority and power to deal with a lot of stuff in your life time is up these topics that i've just mentioned towards the end are topics that we shall discuss at some point uh, you keep tuned in keep listening our goal is to reveal jesus christ to you we are ambassadors remember life eternal radio is founded on 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. We are ambassadors. Christ is pleading to you through us that you may be reconciled to him. And part of that reconciliation is to be established in your identity in Christ Jesus. Life Eternal Radio is a radio that is purposed towards your growing you're growing in spirit and opening your eyes through Jesus Christ that you may know who you are and the life, the abundance of life that God has given to you through Jesus Christ. And so every teaching session, either by me or Apostle Jacob or Pastor Florence or any other minister of the gospel, that has been called, that has been truly called of God is to guide you, to shepherd you that you may experience the abundance of life that Christ has for you. All spiritual blessings in the heavenly places are for you. They are for you. Thank you for listening. It is a pleasure to fellowship with you feel free to give us a call. You can call me directly, 205-862-0205. We shall establish a phone line for the radio for prayers and praises uh, that eventually you will be able to reach out to us and share your praise reports, share your prayer requests or prayer items. Give us a word of encouragement and support us in every way that you can as we continue to share the message of christ with you be blessed have a wonderful uh, rest of the day and uh, walk in the love of christ in the name of jesus we pray amen